who wants to be able to walk out of this place knowing that you've just heard something that your faith has actually just gone to another level because you've just seen God work and move? Right, let's, I'm going to do it really simple. You ready for this? I'm going to share a miracle that happened on Friday. Yeah, This happened on Friday. So I'm in the office doing what I do, preparing a sermon, dealing with our cleaner, speaking to Jan, organising, speaking to people who ever walk in the door, unannounced, all the time. Anyway, um, Steve, who was just playing the guitar, rang and said, are you at the office? I said, I am. He said, oh, you've got some time. I'm just finished work. I'm going to go home, get changed. And I said, yeah, why don't you pop over? We'll have a coffee. So I'm waiting for him to come. While I'm waiting for him to come, I realise, oh, I've got to go to Bunnings. I've got to pick up something for the church. So I call him quickly. You know, this is half an hour later. Are you on your way yet? He goes, actually, I'm not far away. And I said, oh, you can come for a drive with me. So he arrives here. We talk just for a, a couple of minutes. We walk outside to the car park. We go to my car. And uh, Steve says this. He goes, look, he goes, just before we go, I saw a wallet or something on the road when I drove in. Yeah? A wallet on the road. Uh, anyone, how often do you see a wallet on the road? Anyway, he goes, I saw a wallet on the road. I'll just go over. I'll see if it's still there. So I jump in my car and I just go out to the driveway and I wait for him. And he comes over and he sits in and lo and behold, he has a wallet. It's a purse. He's got a purse. So we're like, awesome. I wonder how much money we got for lunch. No, no, no. No, we didn't. So we said, why don't we open it up and see who it belongs to, you know? And Steve, Steve utters these words. It's obviously falling, fallen off a roof, probably from the supermarket, you know? Someone's put it on the roof of their car, driven out, and off it's fallen off. So we open it up. We, the first card we pull out is a working with children's, and it's Kristen and Emma Nielsen. It's Emma's, Emma's purse. Emma's lost her purse. And so we're like, obviously... She put it on the roof of her car when she was doing some shopping, blah, blah, blah. So we're heading out to Bunnings, so we ring her to drop it off, you know. When we finally get there to drop it off, this is where you've got to understand the goodness of God, right? She didn't go shopping at all. She actually went all the way to Emmaus, down the driveway, yeah, to pick up the kids from school a little bit earlier. And when she'd left, had placed her purse on the roof of the car, down at Emmaus next to Damascus. So not even knowing that that happened, she then drove up the driveway, waited at the set of lights, turned, came through, came through the roundabout, drove that way. Meanwhile, there was an angel that happened to take it off the roof of the car, drop it on the road, and I'm talking dinky die in front of our church, and not just on the road, lands it on a white line, on the black purse on a white line. You ask Steve this. And Steve just happens to be driving here and goes, oh, look, God steers his attention. There's a purse on the road. We go and go there and get it. Now, that's a miracle. That's not from across the road. That's a kilometre that way, and it falls in front of the church. Now, for those of you that think it's a coincidence, get out. <laughs> that's not a coincidence. That is God at work, Yeah. That is enough for us to say, you know what? Our God is so real and so interested in our life that we don't need anything else this Sunday. Just knowing that story. Yeah? I'm like, you think about it. You're due to give birth on Tuesday or something, aren't you? Yeah, like, seriously, next week. So in a week's time, for the mothers, those that have given birth, that have carried a baby, when you're like a week away from pushing that thing that baby out because it now it's really comfortable now it's sitting in there you're happy for it to be there the rest of its life yeah imagine on top of that if you'd actually lost your purse or gents your wallet with every card known to man in it you'd be like oh my goodness you'd be freaking out i'd be freaking out yeah i love how good god is i love how faithful he is in the smallest of things yeah even to bring a purse from a kilometer or so down the road and drop it off the roof of the car right in front of our church on a white line just as Steve happens to be coming to visit for our coffee, yeah? That is God at work. And I think we should give God glory for that, amen? <laughs> Had to share that because that's just, that's so, just that's wild exciting, actually. Well, that, we, Steve and I were in the car going, this is freaking us out! You know, like we really were. This is not just across the road at the supermarket. This is down the road. And then, and then now, now get, get with it, right? You're, you're pregnant. You're picking up your kids. They're probably hungry. They're tired. You want to get home. What's she speeding? 
How did she come out of the driveway? Did she hit the accelerator and fly around the corner and it could have flown off then, you know? How was she even driving home? Yeah, safely, someone says. Possibly, right? Possibly. Ballarat drivers are the worst in Victoria. Yeah. I've been here eight, you know, Melbourne drivers at least are good. But Ballarat, Ballarat, they, they don't understand speed limits. They're either too fast or too slow. Just sit on the speed limits, really easy. There's two lanes for a reason. Don't sit on the white line. Like simple stuff. But hey, eight years in Ballarat, I've learned to live with it. That's okay. God's heard my heart. I'll keep praying about it. <laughs> There's a couple of things I want, to, I want to talk about today. One in particular that God's talked to me over this week, but with something that has been building over time really over time. Uh, and so I want to be able to share that story and then share what God said to me to see where we go. And funnily enough, worship this morning, our, the songs that were chosen, and particularly the moments that God was just doing stuff, seems to be exactly where we need to be today. Yeah. So let's pray and let's see what God has to say. And then we can all enjoy our families together in Jesus' name and a good coffee. Amen. So, Father, we thank you for today. We do thank you for your goodness all the time. We thank you for your Son all the time. We thank you for Holy Spirit all the time. We thank you for the mercy that you poured out on our, li- on our lives, Lord God, for really, Father, for, <laughs> for giving us what we don't deserve and not giving us what we do deserve. Father, we just say thank you for that. And I pray, Lord, that as you speak to me, Father, I pray the lessons that you've taught me and are teaching me would be things that would bring us all to a place, Father, even as I prayed earlier today, where we would be transformed more and more into the image of your Son, Jesus, with ever-increasing likeness. Lord, that we would see good things come, that we would see souls saved, people coming into the kingdom, people making a decision for Jesus, people walking away from the world and walking into your kingdom. Father, that's what we long for, that's what we believe for, that's what we pray for. And Father, that we're here to glorify you. So bring glory to your name with what's shared today. And everybody said? So, as you can imagine, I assume you can imagine, I use a computer every day, most days, a laptop. I just use it for stuff. Be it email, be it Google God, be it you know, Bible Gateway, I use it for stuff. I use it every single day. I use it for my sermons. I use it to write letters. I, I, I use it. When I'm not here, I bring it home with me. I use it all the time. And, and over the last year, I've been having increasing issues with my laptop. Now, anyone ever had problems with their computer? Yeah, like, and, and, and don't you realise at that point, Apple's never? No, that's because you throw them out. Um, now, now <laughs> I've discovered that computers have this uncanny knack of showing us where some of our old life still exists. <laughs> no one ever experienced that. You know, you're so frustrated, you think, oh, there's a thought. I didn't know I could still think like that. Yeah, I, again, it's not any of you, it's me. And I'm hoping as I share my struggles, you'll realise how, how well you're doing in your walk, yeah? Um, like, this, this, this computer, that, and it'd start up and it would go to a black screen with an arrow and nothing else. And, and, and it would do that for four or five days. Like, I'm, I'm serious. I would turn it off, turn it on, and it'd get to the same black screen, white arrow. I can't even log in. One time, I got to the login screen, put in my password, and then it goes to the black screen. I've had other times I'm in the middle of stuff and the computer goes, poof, blue screen of death, and restarts. Yeah, like, anyone ever experienced any of this? Like, it's the most oddly shaped Frisbee I've ever seen in my life. Like, seriously, Right? And I've just had this stuff happening over and over and more and more over the last year. And then to make it worse, right? You've got to understand, I have been on the phone with Microsoft. We are recognised by Google and Microsoft as a not-for-profit here. We get better than charity rates here when we go directly to them, you know? So we get free support. I've been on the phone with the Microsoft gods, and they have not been able to fix my laptop. 
We've been there for hours and hours and hours. Nothing. We'll call you back tomorrow, sir. I've had four phone calls this week because I've had enough of their support because they can't fix it, right? Then to make things worse, then my outlook has started to play up this year. And I'm not talking about once. I'm talking right through this year. We're now in November where you would send me an email, but, but I won't get it. But I'll get it on my phone. I'll get it on my tablet. Yeah, But on my computer... It says it's sending, receiving, it says it's doing all of that, but the mail just doesn't get into my inbox. You know, like, I don't know if anyone's ever had that issue before. It's so frustrating, yeah? And you, so you ring and you get support and you speak to them, what can I do? And they try this and they try that and they try this and they try that and they go, what we think you need to do, sir, is we need to do a backup and we need to reinstall. And I go, well, what does that mean? Will I lose my folders? I've got hundreds of folders in a file structure, hundreds. Like seriously, I've got subfolders on subfolders. I've realised because of these problems that even some of the names that I've given my folders aren't even right. I'm not allowed to use a, 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 a line, whatever it's called. I don't even know what it's called. There's certain, certain symbols that I can't even use. But I can't get email. And so I'm hitting send and receive. The little bar goes across. It says, yep, it's done. But no email comes. Yet it's on my phone. It's there. It's actually received. So I've got this issue with my outlook where it's not communicating the way it's supposed to communicate. Seriously, I have never been so frustrated with a computer in my whole entire life. I've started already. You know how we dream about things? I've been dreaming about the next model, the new model, what it's going to look like, how big it's going to be. You know, like I'm, I'm starting to dream because I, I've just had enough, like totally enough. Mel's, Mel's computer, I go and sit on hers, I, I turn it on, it starts up. I want to do something, it does it. I check her email when she's not around, shh, and, and no, I don't. No, I never. I don't. I do. I don't. Anyway, it all works. My ob works. Everything works on her computer, but not on mine. And and it and it just got to a point this week where I thought I, I can't. I I have wasted, like legitimately wasted, so much time. If I go back, not to the week past, the week before, I must have been on the phone, one phone call for two and a half hours with Microsoft trying to fix it. So this week I bit the bullet. I said, you know what, I've had enough of that. I'm actually going to do what they suggest. I'm going to wipe it. I'm not just going to wipe Outlook. I'm going to wipe Windows. I'm going to nuke this baby. I'm going to start off with a completely clean canvas. Who knows that's fraught with errors and, and heartache already, right? That's, that's how frustrated I got. I thought, I just have to do it. So I even called young Laurie. Remember Laurie? So I called Laurie because we're still good mates. He still comes and visits and passes by. And he's at Cafe Church, if you're wondering where he is. So he, he came to help me because he's an IT, IT guru. And what I've learned with anyone that's an IT guru, if you have a problem, ring them. Before they even get to you, the computer gets scared and it fixes itself. Uh, like anyone who works in a large organisation, if you ever have a computer problem, you go to the IT department, you call them, they come, they go, show me what it's doing. And you go to show them and, and it doesn't exist anymore. It, it, you know, that's, we just sang the song, you know, Jesus, Jesus, you make the darkness tremble. Well, I'm telling you, computers tremble at, at the sight of an IT guy coming, yeah? So I, I thought, I'm bringing Laurie because at least I'm going to have that spiritual effect over this machine, because this is a demonic attack. It's robbing me of peace. Right? So Laurie comes, and we start the journey of wiping, wiping this laptop. We go for it, and we did it. We wiped it. We do the wipe. It's totally nuked. We reload Windows. That went really well. And I said, now I need to put Outlook on, because this is what I really need to get to work. You know, This is the thing that's been giving me the most heartache. And Laurie goes, well, I, I actually have to go. It's like, no, really? You have to, it's all right, Laurie, I'll do it. Don't worry, I, I've got this. I know exactly what I'm doing, you know. I, I'm going to get this to work. So I reload, you know, I reload Outlook. Then I even get the backup that Laurie made sure that I did so that I've got all my files, so I don't have a hissy fit because, you know, you, you guys know I'm totally in control all the time. And we, we import those files and then I hit send and receive and nothing happened. It didn't work. Like nothing. Brand new, clean install of everything. And my Outlook just doesn't want to get my mail. Like no idea. I get on the phone with Microsoft again. 
I have now done what you have said. I have blown this thing up and I've built it again, you know, and it's still not working. Well, have you tried it? Yes. 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 Okay. Well, what about if we, we give you a ticket, a support ticket, and we call you tomorrow? What time works for you? <laughs> what time works for me? <laughs> no time works for me. So I yeah, go back to an exercise book. You're probably right. I should have just done that. Anyway, so I make a time with them. I keep working on this thing, yeah? So this is all of Wednesday. And it gets to about 3 o'clock. We'd started at like 10, 20 in the morning. Yeah, it gets to about 3 o'clock. Trying to, just so I can do some work, yeah? I've had enough. I am totally frustrated. I'm at the point of there was going to be, you would have read it in the Courier, it would have been Mount Clear Computer Massacre. Yeah, I would have just run through the, I would have killed every computer in this house. It, like, I'd had enough. Yeah. So what do I do? I decide, you know what, I'm just going to, I'm going to get my faithful tablet, my Android non-Apple tablet, and I'm going to read some of my devotionals. So that's what I did. I must have read devotionals for about 40 minutes, just, just sitting there reading. Then I still had some time and I thought, you know what, I've got a couple of books on the go. I open up my Kindle on my tablet and I started to read a book. And I was just, I was so frustrated that I just needed to remove myself entirely. Like, you've got to understand how frustrated I was. Mel saw how frustrated I was. Like, okay, bye, hun, see you. <laughs> like, really fearful. I just wanted, just needed to sit and do that stuff. And so I did that. I got to about, I don't know, it was nearly five o'clock. I left the laptop. I hadn't looked at, back at it. And I went home and uh, we had, let me just make sure I get it right, we had prayer meeting that night, yeah? So went home, had dinner, shared, shared all my heartache with the kids and uh, came back early for prayer meeting. Prayer meeting starts at 7.30, of which you're all welcome to come to, by the way, on a Thursday. And uh, about 7 o'clock, I thought I'll just go in there and see what's going on. And uh, it was just nothing. It was still... I think it was still busted, broken. I, d I really don't remember. Or if I might have the days mixed up here. I think that was, w yeah, Wednesday, Thursday. I'm mixing up some of my story because it's all a blur. Point, no, seriously, point being, when the Wednesday, I, I totally left it. I, I've got to rewind because there's a point to all this. And on Thursday morning, I, let's just jump to Thursday morning. I get here early before the dance classes and it's still not working. I've Googled for an hour the night before to get all the things that are going to make my computer work. This is after we've wiped it. And I sat there, Dave Bailey was with me, and one by one we're trying these solutions. None of them worked. Absolutely none of them. So the dance classes were on, coffee was being made. That's why Dave was here because he comes and he volunteers. And I had a, a mentor session. So I jumped in my car, drove to Melbourne to see my mentor, listened to a message on the way, um, was totally encouraged while I was with him, came back listening to another message and some worship and now I've got this, my, my timeline right went home, dinner, came back early for the prayer meeting went to check my computer and all my mail was there all my folders were there, everything was there in fact when Dave was here and I showed him when we were trying to do a fix all my folders started to disappear one by one they started moving up and they were just all disappearing weren't they Dave, remember? they were just all going yet Thursday night they, it was just all fixed to totally all fixed I have no idea why it was all fixed. <laughs> like, to this day, I don't get why it was all fixed. I was totally frustrated. And then all of a sudden, when I finally walk away from this sucker, you know, that was all fixed. And then God started to speak to me. Now that life, everything in the world was right again, God started to speak to me. No, seriously. To get it working, I did nothing. Everything that I tried to do didn't work. Like, I went to the experts and it didn't work. My inbox was empty. I know people were communicating with me, but I wasn't receiving a brass razoo as far as I'm concerned on the laptop. Nothing was working. Like, to really, to completely wipe your computer, you know you're in a desperate state, you know what I mean? I'd totally given up hope. That's why I'd walked away. Like, man, I was so angry with that stupid thing. Like, seriously... It's like the microphone. If there was money laying around, I would have frisbeed it. Easy. I would have, wouldn't even have thought twice. Across the car park to see, you know how you get skipping stones on, on water? I would have, just to see how far I could get and how many times I can get it to skip. But all I did was spend time with the Lord 
because this was frustrating me. So I took my focus off here and I put my focus here. Did nothing else in between and it just started working. Like that's really cool. I don't know why it started working. It's at home now. It's still working. I was initially scared to turn it off. You know, for fear that when it turns back on, it won't work again. You know, anyone ever had that? I turned it back on. I've turned it on and off maybe three or four times. It's still working. Like, I can't believe it. It's like I've got a new computer. I wonder how many of us yeah, have stopped hearing from God where our inbox seems empty. We know that he's speaking. Yeah. This is what God started to speak to me about. He took this completely out of the blue white Toshiba laptop physical experience and starts speaking to me spiritually. How many of us have stopped hearing from God and it feels as though there's nothing in our inbox? Now we know theologically that he speaks to us. We hear it every week. But how many of us hit that send and receive but just seems like nothing comes in and we keep trying to fix the problem whilst all the time that we're trying to fix the problem it's taking away from the very thing that we're supposed to be doing is spending time with him so we're trying to fix the reason that we don't hear him but we're actually not with him we're trying to fix something does that make any sense to somebody yeah, you're trying to fix something rather than just sitting with somebody. See, all Father wants is to spend time with us, to get to know us. He wants us to read about him. He wants us to jump into our devotionals. Yeah, he wants us to read books that are, that are written to inspire us. He wants us to get into the word. He wants to build into our lives so that we can be the people that he's purposed us to be. But how many of us have got situations going on in our lives? Yeah, This is why I love some of the stuff that... Um, they started singing prophetically about the fear. How many of us have got situations going on in our lives that make us feel like our spiritual inbox is empty? Yeah, seriously. That our spiritual inbox is empty. I just, I don't hear him. It's not there. There should be. I'm hitting send and receive, but it's not there. Maybe rather than trying to fix the issue, all we need to do, whatever the issue might be, whatever that's causing, yeah, whatever's clouding, whatever's taken our attention, maybe it's just a matter of walking away from something and not even so much walking it over to God and say, God, I need you to fix this, but just walking away from something just to be with him. No agenda. Maybe that's all we need to do so that our inbox starts to work again so that we can start hearing from him again. I really don't know why God keeps bringing me back to this place of hearing God in our house. I said to Mel, I feel like I spoke about this a few weeks ago, but God keeps bringing me back to this place and I'm so very confident now after sitting with it over the last 24, 48 hours that God wants us to be a people that hear from him. Yeah? in every area of our life, full stop. And he cannot do what he wants to do in you, in me, in us, until we understand and learn how to hear him. Yeah? How to have an inbox that's working, where mail's coming in, not just mail going out. Because my mail was going out okay. Yeah, but it wasn't coming in. You know, I think he wants Mount Clear I believe he wants Mount Clear to be a place for all of us to position ourselves where we can hear him all the time. Where people, we can teach people how to hear him. Yeah? He can't be the healer in your life if you can't hear him. You know, Because he speaks, his word is powerful. Yeah? Cuts like a double-edged sword. If you can't hear him, you're not going to get what he's trying to give you. And if our inbox seems like nothing's getting through... Maybe, maybe today's the time that we ditch, we get rid of, we shake off whatever it is that's taking our focus. Now, I don't know what's taking your focus. I have no idea, actually, in fact. You do. And so we're going to be practical because you guys are all way too quiet. But you know God wants to do a work. So here, take a piece of paper. It's blank. Don't worry about what's on the back of it. And just pass it along. 
we're going to have a practical outworking session where God's going to release and deliver. Yeah? Just take a piece of paper, John, and pass the pile around. For those that might be listening, um, you could do this at home as well. Take one and pass it around. Tell me if you need a pen, because while you've got your piece of paper, right? While you've got a piece of paper, this is what I want you to do. Just while it's going around, I want you to think about what it is in your life, yeah, that is stopping you from hearing God. What you think. Close your eyes. Ask Father. He will show you in a moment. I guarantee you he will show you in a moment. I don't want you to write your name on the piece of paper, okay? It's not about that, but I, want you, I do want you to write it down because while we were worshipping, God's actually changed what I'm supposed to be doing. And at the end of the service, I'm going to get a rubbish bag, Jen. I'm just going to get a nice, big, glad, ugly rubbish bag. And for those of you that God has shown that there's something that's in the way, there's a reason that your inbox isn't as full as it should be, that it's not working the way it should, we're going to give that stuff to God. So you may want to write it now. You may want to write it over the course of what I'm about to say. But I want you to write something down because God will show you something. Now, has everyone got able to get a pen or does somebody need a pen we need a well hopefully the pens work yeah um i'll find in a moment anyone else need a pen did you need one ray or can you get one you need one can you catch i'm hoping to hit someone but we'll see how we go oh no i missed everyone thanks mate if you could do that So everyone got a piece of paper? This is for yourself. This is what God said to me. This is what I've done at home. Just write down whatever he shows you is stopping the communication between you and him. Why you can't hear him. It could be anything. Yeah, it could be some... It could be... When I say a sin in your life, yeah, it doesn't have to be woe is me. It might be something that's separating you from God. It could be something in your relationship. It might be something that takes up all your time, all your attention, all your focus, and it doesn't allow you just to sit with him, yeah? Just write it down. Fold up that piece of paper. You can scrunch it if you like, because at the end, when we throw it, we're just going to pray for it, and he's going to release stuff. And I'm believing that when we walk out this door, God's just going to start to download things the way he's supposed to. Every moment, every day, every question. When you close your eyes, you ask him a question, he answers. He gives you pictures, he gives you dreams, he gives you words. Yeah? That's how he works, because he's an alive God. Amen? Because if we're all honest, if all of us are totally honest, it's just too hard to go through life without hearing God. I've heard so many people that have been through you know, extreme and severe times of mourning and grief and have said things like, I don't know how people without God go through this. How, how do they get through it without his comfort? How do we get through it when we can't hear or experience his comfort? Yeah? Simply too hard to get up every day to find our inbox empty. I want to know that my father's speaking to me. If I was quiet with my kids all the time, they wouldn't know, they wouldn't have a clue what and how much or how great my love is for them. Yeah? And if, if I can give good things to my children, that our Heavenly Father, who's good, will always be good to his. And so he always wants to speak, always. You know, just quietly, it's kind of important to be able to hear him, to have your inbox filling up with messages. Is that, is that fair? Yeah? So Matthew 4.4, 4, just while you're thinking, just write it down. You know, just, if there's something, you just write it down. If God shows you something, write it down. I'm not going to be offended. If anything, this might be a good excuse and get used to and get into the habit of taking notes. Woohoo! Can't believe you did that, Pastor. I know, right? Anyway, Matthew 4, 4. Jesus answered, It is written, man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. We can't actually live this life without hearing him, without our spiritual inbox working. Do you understand? We can't live this life unless our inbox is actually working the way it's designed to. So if we're not hearing him, if it feels like that our inbox is constantly empty, then what kind of life are we in fact living? We call ourselves Christians. We share with people about our faith. But if we're not actually hearing from the person that we profess to have faith in, then what kind of life are you and I living? There's always more. This is not about God showing us what we don't have 
or who we're not. This is about Father being a good Father, showing us all that He dreams for us, all that His purpose for us, what, where He wants to take us. Yeah, I don't want my son to end up unemployed, uneducated, living on the street. I want my son to be educated with a good job. I want things to go well for him. So when I speak to him, if I say something like, hey, Samuel, you know, I want to work with you. I want to journey with you through this. You don't have to live like that. It's not about showing him where he's at. It's about helping him get to where he could be, yeah? It's the same with God when it comes to us. It's about him taking us to where we should be when it comes to him. First things first, and this is why I got you to do that, we need to take whatever it is that's taking our focus off him, we need to get rid of it, yeah? And I'm talking to get rid of it. We're writing it down, not so we're giving it. We're not giving it to God. You can give it to God if you like, but then you're thinking about it again. Does that make sense? You can give it to him once, but if you keep giving it to him, why are you still holding on to it? I thought you got rid of it. Hello? Yeah, somebody out there? Yeah, if you've given it to him and then you're praying again, oh, God, take this from me. God's going, but you gave it to me a week ago. You gave it to me last year. Oh, God, please remove. But you gave it, I already took it. I took it. Do you understand? I took it. So when we give stuff to God, we're writing it down, we give it to him, it's done. Do what I did. Walk away from that computer because I wasted way too much time and it, nothing eventuated from it. In fact, nothing eventuated until I actually completely 100% left it because I thought it was dead. When I thought it was dead, it came to life. Isn't it amazing? Yeah. So you're writing it down so that we can focus on the right thing, not the thing. Amen? Hebrews 12.2 says, Therefore, since we've surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders. Throw it off. Yeah? It says throw it off. Do you, do you notice there it doesn't say, so by a great cloud of witness, let us give to Jesus everything that hinders? It says throw it off. So once you've given it, throw it off. Get rid of this baby. Yeah? It's time to move on from that. And the sin that so easily entangles, let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus. I didn't even know what I was doing. I was just frustrated with a laptop. Yeah? And so I read my devotional. When I'd had enough of that, I started reading a book. When I had enough of that, I had worship music. When I had enough of that, I listened to a message. I happened to perfect timing, happened to be catching up with a mentor. Read the word along the way while I was having a coffee at, at Mr. Green somewhere in Vermont, yeah? I even, I shocked my wife. I got there so early for this mentor session. I parked the car before I got a, co before I got a coffee. I walked into Safeway. I, I, it caught my eye. It was like... A colour bond moment. You know the commercial? The music? Bah, it was all beautiful. These blueberries. They were on sale. So I bought a punnet. I think it cost me $2.48. I bought a punnet. I found a seat under a tree. And I sat there while I kept reading just because I had time to kill. I was eating strawberry, uh, blueberries under a tree on a bench while I was waiting to see my mentor. Like, how good's that? Meanwhile, my computer wasn't working. Or so I thought. God sometimes just wants us to spend time with him, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. And you know the rest of it, for the joy set before him. So let it go, throw it off, then focus entirely on him. Not on getting an answer, just on him. Just to get to know him. Read, talk to him. I, I, I sometimes hate the word pray, because pray, prayer is just a conversation. But sometimes when we say pray, people think, oh, I don't pray well. Well, you speak really well. No, I don't pray. Well, when you've had a conversation with me, it's like you've been quite fluent. Like you don't have an accent or anything. Yeah, I don't pray. No, you don't get it. Prayer is just a conversation. You know, hey, God, hey, Father, however you speak, because he speaks to you the way that you speak. He speaks to you in the way that you understand. Let me tell you, unless you speak in King James, he's not going to speak to you in King James. Oh, holy thou, Father of God, how much I loveth you. Oh, my son, Andrew, I loveth you tooeth. You're magnif magnificent. He doesn't speak like that. He speaks to me the way that I understand him. That's why he shows me pictures of superheroes and stuff, because I love those movies. So he speaks to me in a way I'm going to understand, yeah? It took me a while to understand why he showed me Wonder Woman, but anyway, that's another story. Focus on him entirely, you know? And to a degree, we, we, sang, we sang some words this morning in, in that song, It As Well, but... 
it helps you to understand the old hymn because this, the old hymn has its roots in what we just read there in Hebrews. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face. Yeah? And give him everything that is strangling you. No, and it says, and the things of earth will grow strangely dim. So the stuff that we're trying to fix that has taken our attention, that stopped this communication, yeah? It says, just focus on him. Look full in his wonderful face. And the things of earth, they're going to grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and his grace. Amen? That's why we've got to get our focus right. So... When we're in this space, when we're not hearing from him, we start by asking a thousand questions. Yeah, that's generally what we do. But what we generally do when we're not hearing from someone is we stop talking. If you're having relational trouble, you stop talking. And if someone's upset with you, you stop talking. If you're not getting the answers you want, you stop talking. We normally stop talking to God. Yeah, our inbox is empty. We've said, why don't we hear from you, God? And it's probably the only question we ever hear, and we stop talking. But when we're here, we've got to keep talking. If there's one thing that we have to do when we're not hearing from God is keep talking. And I'm not, talk I'm not saying keep talking so there's no room to listen. What I'm saying is keep positioning yourself to have a conversation with him. Yeah, When you're walking, when you're confused, even if you're questioning on the inside, while you're working, keep working on your relationship with him. You know, you've got to do stuff so the inbox, the communication starts working so you can start hearing him again. Even if you can't hear him, even if your inbox is empty, you've got to keep talking. Psalm 88 is the perfect, perfect, perfect example. It's a really sad psalm. It's a, it's a terrible psalm. It starts off, verse 1, Oh, the God of my salvation. And then from there, there's a whole bunch of woe is me, lamentation, you know. You know, Lamington's really, it should be. It's like, it's just pitiful. It's just this person, the writer of this particular psalm is just despondent because he's not hearing from God, yeah? His inbox is totally empty. But as you read the psalm, there's a pattern that shows up through it. Verse 1 of Psalm 88, part of it says, I cry out to you by day. I cry out to you by day. If you read the whole psalm, you know he's not hearing from God, but I cry out to you by day. That means every day, even though he's not hearing from Father, even though his inbox is empty, he is still crying out to God every day. Verse 9, I lift my hands to you for mercy. It's still, you know, I've got to get into the presence of God. I've got to position myself, even though I'm not hearing from him. And actually, do you know when you're talking to someone and there's no... You ever spoken to someone and they're asleep? Or you're on the phone, mobile phone, and the other person drops out but you don't know, and then you're still speaking? Anyone ever had that happen? Yeah? And you're getting really despondent because they're not responding, and you say something like, are you still there? Hello? Hello? <sighs> or if it's me, Mel will be saying, hun, are you asleep? You just sat down. That's what she says to me often. Like, you just sat. How can you be asleep already? It's like, what? Well, I wasn't like, it's a gift. <laughs> Verse 13 in Psalm 88 says, Oh, Lord, I cry out to you. I will keep on pleading day by day. Right through that difficult time, the psalmist never stopped talking. We've got to keep talking, talking, talking. When you're not hearing him, when your inbox is empty, it's not the time to stop speaking. Hear what I'm saying? It's not the time to stop speaking because we're not getting an answer. It's time to keep speaking so that we will get an answer. Amen? Yeah? So that we'll hear him. So our inbox works. So when it feels like that life's too much, tell God. It doesn't matter. Yeah? When it feels like God isn't close, tell him. Don't just walk away upset. Don't do it. I discovered when I was, I don't know why I'm going down this road, I discovered when I was married the first time, I was married just under nine years, and uh, I discovered, what I discovered was that there wasn't communication between the two of us. And so when push came to shove, there was an explosion. Now, fast forward to me praying to the Lord, I made a list for what I wanted if I got into another relationship. And one of the things that I asked for, yeah, and, and this is so pertinent for what I'm saying. One of the things that I asked for was a person that would 
speak to me all the time, tell me when I was right, tell me when I was wrong, so I could work on it straight away, so that at, after nine years it just wouldn't be an explosion. Yeah? Sometimes we need to know, we've, God's always speaking, but we've got to keep talking to him. Don't stop the communication. Yeah? You've got to keep talking all the time, otherwise you'll get a year down the track and you wonder why your faith's exploded. You wonder, wonder why it's not the way it used to be, yeah? He's our saviour. That doesn't change. Even when it doesn't feel like he's listening, even when we can't hear him, he's still our saviour and he still listens. So we have to believe. When, we're, when, when, when you're having that thing where your inbox is empty and you, you're wondering why you can't hear from God and you, your attention, you know, your focus is being dragged over here and there, you're trying to fix stuff, you, you've got to hold on to a really simple belief that he actually wants to speak to you. God wants to. Father God, Papa wants to speak to you flat out, full stop. No hint of a lie. Yeah, it's just truth. See, if we start to believe that Father doesn't want to speak to us, then it's likely that we won't ever hear his still small voice. If you believe he doesn't want to speak to you, you will position yourself where you will not be able to hear him, not because he's not speaking. Yeah, We have to constantly believe, even when we're having those dry seasons of not hearing him, that he still wants to speak to us. The key, the key is to expect him to speak. You know, David said in Psalm 5.3, Listen to my voice in the morning, Lord. Each morning I bring my requests to you and wait expectantly. Holy Spirit lives in us. The Holy Spirit lives in us. Holy Spirit is always talking. Holy Spirit doesn't shut up. We just haven't quite learnt at times how to pick it up, yeah? How to hear him. You know, over the last few weeks, I've mentioned Habakkuk a couple of times. But in Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 3, it's a passage of Scripture that reads, For the revelation awaits an appointed time. And I know it's talking about a revelation. It's talking about God bringing a word, yeah? But I want to suggest God just speaking into your life. Because often when you hear God, there's revelation. He can't help but bring revelation. It's who he is, yeah? Listen to my, where is it, sorry. For the revelation awaits an appointed time. It speaks to the end and will not prove false. Though it linger, wait for it. It will certainly come and will not delay. The Hebrew word for appointed time is, it's spelt like mode, M-O-W apostrophe E-D, moed. You know, I'm probably not even pronouncing it right. But it means the right time, the fixed time, the the divinely chosen time. There's an old saying, and it goes like this, that God is rarely, rarely early, he's never late, and always right on time. Yeah? So even when we're not hearing him, when our inbox is empty, we've got to keep, first we move whatever is taking our focus, we move it aside, yeah? And then we focus on him. Then we need to keep talking to him even though we don't feel like it. And we need to believe that he wants to speak to us. And it's in that place that we just wait while we're speaking. Yeah. Keep believing, keep believing, keep talking to him. Never stop, no matter how hard. Because I know that at the right time, at the appointed time, at the fixed time, at the divinely chosen time, you'll hear what he has to say to you, amen? You will. You certainly will. You know, we have to position our, our hearts to hear him even when we aren't hearing him. Doesn't John say, um, doesn't the Lord say in, in John ten twenty seven? the message version puts it really well, my sheep recognize my voice, I know them and they follow me. You can't recognize his voice if you're not hearing it. You can't recognize his voice if you're distracted by everything that's going on in life. You can't. See, we can't do, we can't position our hearts to hear his voice. We can't do that when our hearts are occupied by everything else. Why have we written it on the piece of paper? Because we want to take those things that have occupied our time and our focus, man, and we want to cast it aside in Jesus' name, amen? The beauty is, that then we just have to listen. And, and I, I love this because this, this for me is revelation. This is flat out revelation. So we find ourselves in a season where God seems quiet, a season where it feels like we're not hearing from him. You know, anyone ever been there? In fact, anyone ev even there at the moment, you don't have to put up your hand, but you know, you just have those moments, even in doing life, even as a pastor, you have moments, you have days, have an hour here, half an hour there, a morning here, then it's good for a couple of days. Where it's just like... Oh, 
you know what, I've just, I just haven't heard. I know he's speaking. Why isn't my inbox working? Where's my focus been? Have I positioned myself? Actually, have I even been talking to him? Do I expect him to talk to me? We just have to listen for that, that voice, that still small voice of God. And I'll pose a question. Why would God speak so softly in a world that needs a blaring wake-up call? <laughs> Why would God speak so softly when it's so much easier to shout? I'm telling you, this is going to be revelation for someone today. You, you people are all too unhappy. Now, we're giving, I'm giving keys to unlock why we don't hear from God sometimes. And if you're sitting here thinking, I hear from God all the time, I'd sit there and question that because I reckon that all of us have moments. How do I know? Because we're not yet in heaven. How do I know that? Because we're in a broken world. How do I know that? Because we go from strength to strength and glory to glory. Yeah. Hello? I love bringing a good word. <laughs> maybe, just maybe, God speaks softly in a still small voice just to show us how important it is to listen. Yeah, Remember, I'm saying keep talking, don't stop talking. But maybe he's speaking in a still, small voice to show us how important it is to listen. To listen. And please don't confuse listen with quiet. Please don't. <laughs> if God shouted, I guess listening wouldn't be needed because we'd hear it. Uh, I was hoping Samuel was next to you, Lockie. I was just going to say, because Samuel will tell you, I don't have to listen, I just hear Dad, you know. Samuel! Samuel! Sam! 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 And then you hear it from over there, Mel. You don't have to shout. I'm not shouting, I just want him to hear. Well, why don't you just go over and talk to him? You mean all the way over there, those seven steps? Like, seriously, he's in the lounge room. I'm, I'm here. You know, you get my point, yeah? When we raise our voice, you don't have to listen, you just hear. If God was loud all the time, we would never have to listen. We would just hear. So maybe He wants us to remove our focus, wants us to believe that He wants to speak to us, He wants us to keep talking. And then when He responds in a still small voice, it's so we can hear, so that we can listen. And the secret to listening <laughs> isn't quiet. See, when he speaks in that voice in a whisper, it makes us pay attention because we've got to strain sometimes to hear his voice. But as we attune ourselves to doing that, it gets really, it gets really clear. So you've got to catch this. This is what God downloaded in my spirit. A, a, a whispered message that assumes, yeah? It, it assumes and presumes that you and I, the listener, that we're close enough to hear. It's got nothing to do with being quiet. The still small voice of God is all about proximity. Yeah, It's all about how close we are to Him. You want to hear the whisper of God? Then you just need to be close to Him. Why do we have to write these things down? Because we, we need to remove and cast off what's taking our focus. Then we need to get back into a rhythm of speaking with Him and believing that He wants to speak with us. And then we have to position ourselves to hear Him in our everyday life in everything that we're doing, not just sitting outside on the bench in the breeze on your own. That works for some. It doesn't work for me. For me, it happens as I'm moving, as I'm driving, as I've got something happening. Hearing the still small voice of God is more about being close to Him and in proximity of Him than anything else. It forces us to be so close... Yeah, that we can recognise him. Like, if that's not revelation, then I don't know what is. Because I'm so tired of be, be still and know that I am God being all about being quiet. We have taught that it's not about that. It's about giving stuff back to him, letting it go. Yeah, It's about being so close in the relationship that he desires with us that he sent his son to die on that cross so we could live on this side of him in heaven, citizens of heaven. Because if we were still on earth as sinners, we wouldn't hear him the way we're supposed to. 
But over here, we are so close. We can position ourselves so close, seated with him, yeah, in heavenly places that we can hear the voice of God. All of a sudden, as we start speaking, as we, as, I guess as we surrender to a truth that, hey, there's some effort required here for me. I need to be close to him. He's made everything available for me to do that, so I want to step into that space and I want to talk to this living God. All of a sudden, our inbox, the mail, just appears. Not because we tried to fix it, but because we got rid of the very thing that was delaying our communication. We focused more on him. We started speaking and all of a sudden we realized, hey, wow, he was speaking all the time. I reckon that's pretty good. Why don't we stand? Stephen O'Day, can you please go into the kitchen, into the cupboard and pull out a black garbage bag? It'll be smack under the sink, one of the pull-out plastic thingies, tubs. And um, can we have, uh, it is well. It is, yeah, it is well, sounds good. It is well. So while the worship team plays, we're just going to pray that we are going to cast off all the stuff that has taken our focus, yeah? We're giving it to him in one sense, but in the same sense, we know that you're not going to pick it up again. So if an issue still exists, please don't go, God, take it, because he's going to answer you exactly like this. I already took it. What are you holding on for? You gave it to me. Focus on me, yeah? Just whenever, start playing, guys. I could hide a body in there. Well, look, a friend of mine works at a prep crematorium and I've seen all sorts of bags that they use for animals, but that's a different thing, you know. So, I'm ho- no names. All we're going to do is we're going to throw this stuff in there. Whenever God tells you it's time, just come and throw it in there. There's no name. No one will know it's from you. This is between you and God. This is you taking the stuff that has had us really taking your focus and attention that stopped you hearing from him as well as you have or could yeah it's to make the way between us and God clear again because that's how it should be us hearing our father in heaven for our everyday life for ourselves to work in us and through us for those around us amen whatever it is whether it's health whether it's financial whether it's relational whatever it is come forward and throw it in the bag I'm going to Lucky I've got an A5 sheet. I probably need an A4. Um, But sing away, guys. And as God leads you, come and throw it in the bag in Jesus' name. Amen. Grand earth is great before.